A very beautiful morning to you. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us right here on Women Radio WFM 91.7. It's about seven minutes after 10 on the side of the radio. Today is Wednesday, the 10th of January 2024. How are you today? How are you feeling? I hope you're taking your health seriously this year. Like, don't grieve for anybody to come and tell you otherwise. Or don't grieve for your body to tell you otherwise. You should take your health seriously because, you know, if you treat your body well, it will serve you for a very long time so you need to learn to make it um, you know a good habit to always visit your doctor as much as possible all right it's not like somebody say that you are always not feeling well but it's just for your own good okay it's just for your own good all right this is women radio wfm 91.7 nigeria's first radio station for women and their families you welcome to the program radio doctor radio doctor is a free health consultation program where real doctors advise real people radio doctor is nigeria's first specialized health program where medical doctors consult for free and advice right here on Women Radio WFM 91.7. All right, and this comes to you Mondays through Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Now we have different days for different specialty right here on Radio Doctor. On Monday is for children's health, Tuesdays is for women's health, and of course Wednesdays is general health. Thursdays we look at elderly health, and then on Fridays we also look at general health too. So for today, we are on general health. Today is for general health and uh, it is supported by Jeneth Pharmaceutical. My name is Rose Yusuf Kaiser, and our radio doctor for today is Dr. Alozie Ndubuka, a medical director at St. Ives Family Hospital. Good morning, Dr. Ndubuka. How are you today? Good morning, Rose. I'm doing very well. Thank you. All right. It's good to hear from you today and to, hear, and to also have you on the program. Yes, it's good being here, and I, I hope you are also having a good day. Oh, yes, my day has started up well, so hopefully it gets to end well, too, <laughs> because you never can yeah. tell. But um, we're hoping for the best. <laughs> exactly. All right, so that's our radio doctor for today. Dr. Alizian Dubuka is here with us this morning to consult and advise on preparing for a visit to your doctor. That's our topic for today. How do you prepare for a visit to your doctor? How do you do that? What what do you need to have in place? What are some of the questions you might want to ask? Um, what are some of the things, your concerns, you know, and all of that that would let the doctor know what is going on with you? Um, if at all there's anything going on with you or you just want to go for you know medical checkup what do we have to do and there's no better person to hear this from than a medical doctor who has had years of experience you know in this field and he will definitely let us know how we can prepare to visit a doctor what we need to do what we need to carry along um what how many you know hours or minutes we need to actually allocate to the visit uh, to the doctor and all of that so we're going to hear a lot of this today on Radio Doctor. So let's not forget that General Health on Radio Doctor is supported by Janet Pharmaceutical. Alright, this is Radio Doctor right here on Women Radio WFM 91.7. Come on, Senator. Come on, Senator. 
Mucinate, effective anti-malaria for all ages. Marketed by Janet Pharmaceuticals Limited. If symptoms persist after three days, please see your doctor. Read the leaflet inside. Welcome back to Radio Doctor and Women Radio WFM 91.7. And of course, today is a general health on Radio Doctor. And we're looking at uh, preparing for a visit to your doctor. So to be a part of the program today, you can dial 0709-17917. Send us a text or a WhatsApp message 0703175637. That is a number to get in touch with us this morning. 0709-17917. Send us a text or a WhatsApp message to 070-317-56537. You can also go ahead and um, log on to our website, www.wfm917.com. Our social media platforms are also there, um, Facebook, Instagram, X, and of course, YouTube at WFM917. Download our mobile app, WFM917. You get across to us through any of these platforms. All right, so let's head on straight to the uh, topic we have today, preparing for a visit to your doctor. All right, Dr. Ndubuka, so the first thing I would want you to um, help us understand is why it is important, first of all, to always visit your doctor, at least from time to time. And how long do we need to stay, um, you know, without seeing a doctor? If we don't even have anything at all, you know, any illness or anything coming up, how long do we stay without visiting the doctor? So you, well, let's let's start with that first. Um, why is it important, first of all, to always schedule time to see your doctor, and how long a part should this be? Let's start with that. Yes, um, Rose, thank you very much for asking that question. Uh, that's a that's a good question, and that's one thing I discuss a lot with people every day. But as a prelude to answering the question, um, let me say that I agree with your intro. Hmm? Your, in your intro today, you started off by um, uh, by bringing up the new anthem of Nigeria now, <laughs> hmm? which is no grief no for grief. anybody. Eh? <laughs> uh, I will modify that anthem by saying no grief for any illness mm -hmm. hmm? no grief for any illness yeah. this year that must be our uh, motto this year to remain healthy so now uh, one of the things i tell people a lot is that a hospital is not only a place for the sick it's also a place for the well so both those who are sick and those who are well should go to hospital hmm? mm. uh, from time to time. Hmm. In most good hospitals, you have what we call a wellness clinic. And a wellness clinic is usually attended by those who are well. The purpose of going to a hospital, even when you are well, is so that you and your doctors can plan on strategies to take to avoid illness. And again, many a times when we believe that we are well, we might actually not be well. Hmm. There might be a hidden ailment within us which has not manifested with symptoms. Things like high blood pressure. Most people who have high blood pressure 
are not aware that they have it. And many a times, high blood pressure is discovered in people, um, you know, by mistake, so to speak. Eh? Mm. Uh, you go to visit somebody in the hospital or you take a relative to the hospital and you decide, oh, since I'm here, let me just check my blood pressure. And lo and behold, you are told that your blood pressure is extremely high. But meanwhile, you feel well. You feel strong. You even look healthier and stronger than the doctor or nurse that has told you that you have high blood pressure. But you never knew that you are carrying within you a silent killer that can kill you at any moment. So that is why even those who are well must go to the hospital from time to time. Now, to the question, how often should a person who is well, hmm. who has no problem, visit his or her hospital? That's a question that several different jurisdictions around the world have a different answer to. In some European countries, they will tell you twice a year. Hmm? But once a year, uh, uh, for our Nigeria, uh, for Nigerian context, that's yeah. where you consider the economic situation in the country, mm. where people might not have that much money to spend on health, particularly when they feel that they are all right. So I would say once a year is appropriate mm, mm -hmm. for you. Once a now, year. one other advantage of visiting your hospital even when you are well is that. It can also help the doctor educate you on preventive steps. You might not be unwell. You might not be unwell. You might not have any problem. You might go there. Your doctor will check you from head to toe and still declare you oh perfectly all right. But the doctor in his interview with you might have seen that there is an ailment which has a familiar disposition. That means which runs within families. Eh? That, oh, probably your parents, one of your parents have diabetes. And there's a possibility that you could, even though you don't have now, but there's a strong possibility that you could end up having diabetes. So that visit to the doctor, yeah. apart from affording him the opportunity to investigate you to make sure that you do not have it, will also afford the doctor the opportunity to educate you on diabetes and on steps to take, lifestyle changes to make to avoid um, um, uh, having diabetes. Uh, take for example, um, sometime two weeks ago, mm. one of the doctors in my hospital had cause to attend to a young man who came in. Okay, he came in an intelligent young man. He came in just for a general checkup. He wasn't sick. But during his interview with the doctor, the doctor saw that the man's mother had severe diabetes and had even on one occasion gone into what we call diabetic coma. That means mm. become unconscious because of the diabetes. Yeah. Because of very high blood sugar. He also found out that the man's father also had diabetes to the extent that it was once um, uh, 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 the doctors once considered 
whether to amputate a leg of his hmm. because of a diabetic sore he had on the leg, on the leg. but ended up not amputating because the sore eventually went. So now, having discovered that this man comes from a family where both his father and mom had very severe, not just ordinary diabetes, but very severe types, eh? hmm. uh, the doctor now started cancelling the man. And in cancelling the man, he found out that this man was taking life risks, which will increase his chances of joining his parents with diabetes. Hmm. He was abusing sugar. Mm-mm. He was taking a lot of alcoholic beverages. Oh, no. He was taking a lot of soda, as a lot of um, soft drinks. Eh? Uh, um, uh, and he was also engaged in activities which will put extra stress on his body, hmm. uh, on his body's management of uh, sugar. So this man's visit to the hospital now afforded him the opportunity to be properly educated on steps he should take, lifestyle changes he should make to help reduce the chances of him developing diabetes in future. And that was great for him. So now, uh, Rose, to today's topic, preparing for a doctor's visit. How do we prepare for a doctor's visit? You know, one of the greatest ironies of life Mm. is that if you're going to see your lawyer because you have a legal case or you want to uh, discuss a legal problem, you take quite a number of days gathering files together, preparing yourself for this and that. And at the end of the day, when you go to see this lawyer, and I say this with a lot of knowledge because I have so many friends who have been, uh, who have had one legal issue or the other. And they will tell me, oh, I spent one week preparing my files and other things to go and see my lawyer. Hmm? So you prepare a lot to go and see your lawyer. So why shouldn't you prepare to go see your doctor? Hmm. Hmm? Especially since this is something that concerns your health. So now, what do you do? Why is it necessary to prepare? to see your doctor. It's necessary to prepare to see your doctor because when you properly prepare to see your doctor, you'll be able to benefit the most from that doctor's visit. You'll be able to, as I tell people, help the doctor to help you. Now note that key phrase, helping the doctor to help you. The truth about medicine is that doctors are not really magicians. Most of the time, we work based on what our patients tell us and on what signs we are able to elicit from the patient's body when we examine the patient. Our work is also aided by what tests we decide to do during the visit of the patient. All these things help open the doctor's mind towards certain diagnosis and where lines of treatment which our patients may need. So adequate preparation on the part of the patient will mm. help a doctor in reaching a decision, reaching a diagnosis, and also taking appropriate steps 
to offer the best treatment and the best medical advice to that patient. So, you must see your doctor as a partner in your health management. And this is very, very important. Your doctor and yourself are partners. You are both working for the same thing. And that thing you're working for hmm. is your health. Hmm? And don't forget the saying that health is greater than wealth. So what steps do you take to make sure that you make your visit to the hospital seamless? The first thing you should do is keep a list, if possible, write down before you go to see your doctor, write down a list of your complaints. Do not, uh, do not um, uh, trust your memory entirely, eh? because we are human beings and we are all subject to forgetting things. True. Hmm? So you want to go see your doctor, probably you'll be having abdominal pain, your left leg is paining you, your back is eating you, and you have a headache. You write them down. Because by the time you are sitting in front of that doctor, some people, for one reason or the other, tend to be stressed up, especially when you are meeting a doctor for the first time, when you are meeting an unfamiliar face. So that stress could make you forget. So you could get to the doctor and you complain, oh, my tummy is paining me and um, my back is itching me. But you have forgotten to tell him that your leg is also paining you, that your left leg is paining you Mm. also. So that information you've forgotten to give him might be a vital information. So that is why before you go see your doctor, get a piece of paper at home, in the comfort of your house, write down a list of your symptoms. Hmm? This will help you remember the symptoms so that when you're sitting in front of your doctor, you can simply read them all out to your doctor. And tell your doctor, oh, doctor, this and this and this are what I have. Mm? Then take a, uh, put these symptoms, if possible, in a chronological order. Oh, I this started first with the headache. Then after a few days of the headache, I started having chest pain. Then I took Susan so drink to see whether that will relax me. And from taking the drink, I noticed I was feeling like vomiting. I went to the toilet, I vomited, and I noticed that there was blood in the vomit. Make, put them in an order. And if you write them before, it will be easier to recount while you're sitting before your doctor. It's also very important, particularly for those who have pre-existing conditions. Hmm existing conditions, things like hypertension, diabetes, things like sinusitis, things like um, kidney problems or any other thing uh, that has been pre-existing, which you've been treating for a long time. It's also important that particularly when you're going to see a new doctor, that you write these things down so that you remember to tell your doctor, oh, doctor, I am a known hypertensive, or doctor, I am known to have glaucoma, or doctor, 
I have been suffering from sinusitis for a long time. Write these things down. Write down the names of the drugs previous doctors may have given you and which you are either presently on or which you have stopped some time ago. If you can remember all this, write them down so that your doctor will be adequately educated as to the history of your journey hmm. and will be able to know whether there is any relationship between your present complaints and your medical uh, um, problems which you've had in the past. So write this down. Now, one very important thing which you must do, and I find that particularly intriguing uh, uh, with patients, huh? yeah. is that you must be honest with your doctor hmm. in everything you do. Uh, I find that many people tend to hide the extent of their alcohol intake. Hmm? When a doctor asks you, do you take alcohol? He is not asking you to criticize you or to judge you or to see uh, 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 to see how disciplined you are. No, that's not what he's doing. He's asking you because he wants to know whether your use of alcoholic beverages might have predisposed you to your present condition and whether it could potentially cause you a risk of your present condition getting worse. So always be truthful to the uh, doctor. I have seen patients who I will ask, do you drink? And they will say no. Then probably their partner or relative who escorted them will say, ah, doctor, don't mind him. Or don't mind her. She takes alcohol. She does She smokes. Hmm? I've also seen people who you will ask, how much do you drink? How often? And they will say, oh, doctor, it's just small. But at the end of the day, you discover that this person probably takes uh, quite a lot of uh, alcoholic beverages every day. Hmm. Hmm? And what the person has described as small will, in an average person, be considered to be much. So let your doctor know. Another area where we see people being less than honest is when it comes to sexual history. Hmm. And we see this particularly with our female folk. Your doctor asks a simple question like, have you, uh, 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 are you sexually active? And you see the lady probably dodging the question. Eh? Have you been pregnant before? And the lady tells you no. These questions are usually asked particularly when it comes to fertility medicine. Uh, a, a, a lady coming to you, you because she can't get pregnant with her partner. And you are inquiring from her whether uh, she's had a previous partner before. And she's less than honest in letting you know, yes, I've had a, pre a previous partner. Yeah. And you are inquiring from her, have you been pregnant before? And this lady has probably been pregnant two or three times and uh, terminated those pregnancies. And because she feels that that question will make her look bad in the eye of the doctor, she tells the doctor, no, I've not been pregnant before. And such could 
hinder what the doctor intends to do for her. Being able to tell the doctor, yes, I have been pregnant. I've had three pregnancies for my previous partners and I terminated them. Uh, will help the doctor focus on the possibility that the termination would have damaged or injured the inner linings of the womb, that's the endometrium. Eh? Hmm. And, that the, and this could even potentially, potentially cause the tubal blockage. So that's why it's important to be honest and open to your doctor. Eh? Now, you need to also let the doctor understand fully how you feel about your ailment. The extent to which you feel, oh, this ailment is disturbing me. Is it disturbing my ability to concentrate at work? Is it disturbing my mental health? Do I feel depressed because I have this problem? Even if it's a problem, the doctor feels, oh, it's not that serious. Hmm? If you disagree with the doctor regarding the seriousness of the illness, be, be upfront enough to let your doctor know, doctor, this is how I feel. Because as doctors, we always recognize the fact that the person sitting before us is, uh, is a human being and that a human being can feel differently from what we, the uh, uh, doctor, feels. Now, one other thing I must let people know is that before you go see your doctor, hmm. always know at the back of your mind that whatever complaint you have, yeah. it is possible that that doctor may have heard about such complaints more than a hundred times. Hmm. So you shouldn't be embarrassed about telling your doctor what your complaint is. We say this a lot when it comes to sexual health, particularly, particularly with men who have problems with erection, hmm? erectile dysfunction. Use one of the most common things you see in such men is that they come to see their doctor and they are virtually dancing around in circles, not openly bringing up the symptom which uh, has brought them. Hmm? And many a times, you, the doctor, uh, have to patiently coax the problem out of them, patiently encourage them to speak up. If you feel that telling your doctor, oh, I'm unable to have a penal erection is embarrassing, uh, or rather would make the doctor squirm, <laughs> you should know at the back of your mind that the doctor has probably seen hundreds of people like you. Eh? I, I, I see that especially, especially with when such men are sitting before a female doctor, they might feel uncomfortable. Yeah, true. Uh, saying that before a female doctor. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, and and in that way also, I would like such people. If you feel discussing as a man discussing sexual problems with mm. a female doctor would be uncomfortable for you. Uh, you can feel free if you can't overcome your uh, embarrassment. You can feel free to request right from the reception that, look, the doctor would like to see will be a male doctor. should be a male doctor. And you'll be granted. If you are a female and you feel discussing some of your 
female sexual problems is embarrassed or that you feel embarrassed before a male doctor you can request for a female doctor hmm? Hmm. so uh, so do not feel embarrassed at all discussing with your doctor then it's very important hmm? and i must say this before i yield the floor to you okay. it's very very important to listen to your doctor when he is explaining your health problems to you when he's explaining anything to you hmm. uh, uh, one of the major problems we uh, i see uh, uh, and i've noticed them now particularly in the gen z's <laughs> you know those called gen z of hmm? course uh, yeah particularly in the gen z's is that people find it difficult to listen hmm? Hmm. a person ask you a question as a doctor doctor what do you think is happening to my tongue uh, to my stomach and you are trying to explain to the patient this is what is happening and he is not listening he is distracted probably by his phone he's looking at his phone or he's thinking he or she is thinking of the next question he wants to ask you mm. okay? and interrupts you even before you start explaining interrupts you with another medicine such could lead to a visit in which at the end of a visit you are leaving your doctor's office without even understanding why your problems came about hmm? yeah so one of the things many doctors do these days and i do that also is that when my patients come in i politely encourage them to put off their phones hmm. Hmm? Okay. to put off their phones and drop their phone because the phones could be quite distracting distracting for you as a patient it's something which uh, many people have noticed you are talking to your patient and he or she is on his phone uh, that will not lead to a quality discussion between you and your patient okay. then two I encourage my patients to, as much as possible, hold on to whatever question he wants to ask when the doctor is is um, uh, talking to him or her. Uh, because every good doctor will, at the end of whatever he's explaining to you, mm. give you the opportunity to ask questions. more questions. Mm? Okay. Mm. So, now, do not, do not force your doctor to recommend unnecessary tests or drugs for you. Hmm? Mm. We see that also particularly, this one is not in the old, uh, no, it's not in the Gen Z, in the older generation. You see a patient coming and the patient has already formed an opinion of what ailment he has doctor i think i think i have typhoid eh? mm. um, please give me antibiotic or i think i have this can you send me for this test or that test hmm? uh, some years ago about um 10 years or so ago eh, i had a lady who walked into my office and handed over to me a piece of paper with a list of drugs she wants me to recommend for her. 
without even telling me what her complaints were. Hmm? That is not that is not something you should do when you're going to see your doctor. Yes, you might have your own opinion as to what you think you have. Yes, and your doctor will respectfully listen to your opinion. But you have gone to see this doctor because you believe that he's more vast in medical knowledge than yourself. Hmm? Even when doctors go to see other doctors, yeah. you still allow those other doctors the liberty to make an opinion of our ailment, even though we are doctors ourselves. So you should. The best way to approach this is go see your doctor. Let your doctor know what what your problems are. I'm having this, I'm having this, I'm having this. Let your doctor examine you. Then at the end of the day, when your doctor is explaining to you, okay, my diagnosis is so, 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 and so, uh, this is what I want us to do. These are drugs I'm going to give to you. You can then at that stage uh, ask your doctor, doctor, I had thought this diagnosis you are calling malaria, I had thought it's typhoid. What do you think about that? Then your doctor can now explain to you why it's malaria and not typhoid. Or why it's um, uh, it's uh, food poisoning and not cancer of the intestine. Yeah? So your doctor can take time to explain to you. Yeah? You can also feel free at the end when your doctor has written his, um, uh, his treatment uh, uh, plan, you can feel free to tell your doctor, ah, doctor, please, um, uh, don't you think this antibiotic or this drug or that drug would be good for me? The doctor, this is the opportunity at that stage to tell you, okay, no, madam or no, sir, having listened to you and having examined you and believing that you have this, I believe these drugs are written out at best for you and not sabacularism. If it's a very good doctor, the doctor will even take time to explain to you both the pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics of the drug that you are suggesting he gives to you. And explaining to you these the properties of these drugs will help enlighten you as to why the drugs will be inappropriate for you. All right. And um, and by so doing, will disabuse your mind about what you feel uh, about Edison. So one last thing I will say before I yield the floor to you is if you're going to see a doctor, if you can, and I say this with a lot of um, experience on this, is that if you can, it's always worth your while, if possible, to go with a loved one, to go with somebody, either a loved one, a close friend, a loved one or close friend, who help you in a number of ways. One, that loved one or close friends may be able to remember problems you have which you have forgotten. That loved one or close friends will be in a better position to even tell the doctor things which you might feel embarrassed mentioning to the doctor. That loved one or close friend can correct you in front of your doctor. Like you claim, oh, doctor, I only have one bottle of beer every evening. The loved one could say, oh, no, doctor, he takes about three bottles every evening. 
that information could help a doctor. That loved one or close friend might have questions which he or she would like to ask the doctor concerning you. Questions which you might not even necessarily think about yourself. Then that loved one or close friend will also be in a position to remember instructions with the doctor uh, 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 has given to you. Take for example, your doctor says, okay, please, I want you to reduce the amount of salt you put in your food every day. That loved one or close friend will remember that and will serve as an eye for the doctor when you're at home. When you're at home and you now want to eat and you are putting a lot of salt in your food, that loved one will be the one to remind you and say, ah, no, 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 no. Remember, doctor told you not to put too much salt in your food. Eh? You are breaking that now. And that will better help you manage your ailment. All right. So I yield the floor to you, um, Rose. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Ndubuka. You have definitely told us a lot about why it is important to see your doctor. All right. Thank you very much. And of course, this is Women Radio WFM 91.7. And this is the program Radio Doctor. An effective combination that comes to me. Camos Nato. Camos Nato. There's antimalarial therapy. Camos Nato. And you will bounce back to life. Camos Nato. Comes in four different parts, four different age groups. Below one year, one to six years, seven to thirteen years, fourteen and above. Camos Nato. Camos Mosinate, effective anti-malaria for all ages. Marketed by Janet Pharmaceuticals Limited. If symptoms persist after three days, please see your doctor. Read the leaflet inside. All right, it's 15 minutes to 11 right here on Women Radio WFM 91.7. And this is the program Radio Doctor, your free health consultation program where real doctors advise real people. My name is Rose Yusuf Kaiser, and today on Radio Doctors General Health, which is supported by Janet Pharmaceutical. And we have with us Dr. Alozie Ndobuka, a medical director of St. Ives Family Hospital. And of course, today he's consulting and advising on preparing for a visit to your doctor. So do want to send us a text or a WhatsApp message this morning. Um, let's get your questions. Let's also get your reaction to um, our topic today, preparing for a, for a visit to your doctor. The number to call is 0709171917. Send us a text or a WhatsApp message to 0703175. 3175637 that is a number to send us a text or a whatsapp message all right so we have a whatsapp message here that we will take for um the doctor this morning but before then an effective combination that comes to me. Camos Nato. Camos Nato. There's antimalarial therapy. Camos Nato. And you will bounce back to life. Camos Nato. Comes in four different parts, four different age groups. Below one year, one to six years, seven to thirteen years, 
Glutonate, effective anti-malaria for all ages. Marketed by Janet Pharmaceuticals Limited. If symptoms persist after three days, please see your doctor. Read the leaflet inside. Idol 7000 is the number to call. Send us a text or a WhatsApp message 0703175637. Right, let's pick up the score. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Hi, good my morning. My name is Badibo. Badibo. Thank Badibu. you very much for calling. Let's, uh, where yeah. are you calling us from? I'm calling from Ikorodu. Ikorodu. All right, go ahead. Let's hear you. To start with, I want to thank you people for having this type of program. All right. I'm listening to you for the first time, oh. and I happen to listen to you by accident because I don't always listen to radio, not television, unless if I have the program. I retired in NTA. So radio, television, at times, I'm fed up. But... This morning by accident, I just I was just uh, trying to get a good station, and I got to your station, and I stopped. To stress, stress to uh, stress him to say that yeah. I want to thank that doctor. He is a good doctor. Hmm. I've, I've been operated in three hospitals. Three. Idiaraba, at the two lady, I put. Military hospital, Awolo Road, Ikoyi, and Ibobi. I'm used to doctors nurses and medical staff. When I see one or I hear one, I can recognize my sincere thanks to the doctor. I've forgotten his name. The doctor you call today Dr. is Ndubuka. a good doctor. Okay. Thank you. But my concern is this. Yeah. Due to my experience by jamming you by, by accident, I will want you to go out of your station advertising this particular program. Maybe at a day board somewhere where people can know that you are doing this type of thing. It's a good program. And if it requires money, I know everything, every effort requires money. Create an avenue where people like me can naira for you to be able to tell the public, listen to this radio at a particular time on your head. Thank you very much. That's all I want to say. All right. Thank you so much, Gladwell, for calling. We do appreciate you for tuning in this morning and listening to Radio Doctor. Now, Radio Doctor comes up Mondays to Fridays from 9 to, from 10 to 11 a.m. All right. I think we'll just... Yes, we, we thank uh, Mr. Badebo for his kind words also. Hmm? Yeah. And um, I'm happy that he has gained um, something from our discussions today yeah doctor all right thank you so much um dr Ndubukan. thank you to badibo for calling this morning all right so um we'll have some text messages to take this morning on radio doctor Come 
Sunate, effective anti-malaria for all ages. Marketed by Janet Pharmaceuticals Limited. If symptoms persist after three days, please see your doctor. Read the leaflet inside. Radio. All right, thank you so much for staying with us right here on Women Radio WFM 91.7. And of course, this is a radio doctor. All right, so um, Dr. Ndubuka, we have this uh, message coming from Alice from Paco, and she says, going to see a doctor is not a problem to majority, but what is carrying the masses is the cost. Any advice, please? Thank you. Now, this is from Alice. So I will just uh, put it together with this one from Olushoga Jari from Odonlai Korodu. He says, doctor, in Nigerian context, uh, doctor in Nigerian context is not that easy to visit the hospital without health issues because of the delay, lack of money, and ill treatment among the nurses and doctors. Please, I would advise Nigerians to visit at least twice in a year because prevention is far, far and cheaper than cure. Health is wealth. Now, this is from Olusha Gadjai from Odonlai Korodu. So, um, Dr. Ndubuka, I just want you to put this two together and give us your advice on this and your final words also because we are, um, you know, uh, far, our time is far spent already. Yes, um, I understand fully um, and both, um, both people are right when you talk about money. Hmm? Yes, as I acknowledged at the intro, hmm. one of the serious problems we have um, in medical practice in Nigeria is the bad economy we have. Hmm? Um, there's a popular say that if you not, if you don't have enough to feed yourself, eh, you wouldn't have enough to go out. Eh? For uh, for <laughs> other for other things, yeah, and that is true. That's uh, the economics, and many people do not have enough to even feed themselves, and because of that, they find it difficult to go see a doctor when they are sick, and because of that, resort to um, self medication, uh, and it becomes even more difficult for such people going to see a doctor when they are not sick. Hmm? That's true, but um. Uh, the second person who um, who would, uh, who asked the question uh, mm. um, that you read out now yeah. says something that's very true, and that is that prevention is better than cure. No matter how much you think your visit to the uh, hospital is going to cost you, always know that staying at home without doing anything about whatever ailment you have will add a in the long run, be more expensive than visiting your hospital. Most hospitals these days try to be pocket friendly. They look for alternatives, hmm? and that is true. Right? Virtually every hospital uh, do that. Uh, you look for alternatives to make your visit, your patient's visit, to be less expensive than it would have been. We also live in Nigeria, so we know the economic challenges our people are facing. And because of that, we try to take steps to try to ameliorate the cost of treatment. And um, so I encourage you, go see your doctor. The wellness clinics, for example, are not particularly expensive. They are things which many people can afford. And even for those who can't afford it, Mm. using a HMO, could be of help to you. Hmm? 
it could be of help to you. Uh, help to you. I, I know that our HMOs in Nigeria have not developed to the uh, extent of uh, many HMOs as health management organizations in other in other developed countries, but they are improving every day, and um, and um, you having a HMO card can assist you. Hmm? There are HMO cards that are quite affordable. If you are somebody who can afford probably once in a, a week to buy yourself a bottle of beer, eh, then you can actually afford to pay a premium in some HMO packages. Eh. So it's as cheap as that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's always good for you to have it. Go for a wellness clinic, even where you're not sick. Go see your doctor where you're sick. Eh? Okay. And um, your health will be better off. Hmm? Mm. Your health will be better off. So that's all I have to say to that. And um, with respect to our topic today, I want to encourage everyone listening to us to regard that visit to your doctor as very important. Your doctor is your friend. Your doctor cares about you. You and your doctor are on the same team. You both have the same objective, and that objective is to make you well and to keep you well. So your doctor wants to help you, but for him to help you, you need to help him help you. And how do you help him help you? You help your doctor to help you by providing all the necessary information you, uh, the doctor requires of you without hiding any information. You need to help him help you by making yourself available for your doctor to examine and to investigate if the need be. And at the end of the day, you need to help him help you by making sure that you ask him those questions that are uh, disturbing you and indeed you take the drugs he has asked you to take, All right. the way he has asked you to take. And in so doing, hmm. you and your doctor will develop a lifelong relationship of care in which you will benefit the most. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Ndubuka, for giving us those uh, final words of yours. We really do appreciate having you on the program this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. So have a great day and enjoy the rest of the week. Yes, same to you. So that's the much you can take this morning on the program, Radio Doctor, uh, right here on Women Radio WFM 91.7. Now, this last message from Fred from Ikeja said, nice program. I have never been to hospital before, but this program made me to start going to check my health. Thank you so much, Fred. And we are happy that we even encourage you to go ahead and keep checking your health. All right. Join us again tomorrow at... Um, 10 a.m. where we'll bring you the program Radio Doctor. Very big thank you to Dr. Um, Alosian Dubuka for coming on the program this morning. Thank you to the producer of the program, Esther Laribe, and the executive producer, Tongo Kewale Shonaya. My name is Rose Yusuf Kaiser. Good morning. WFM 91.7